G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. This show we are going through field goal percentage punt, how to do it effectively, how to use it to win your fantasy draft. Let's go! talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. AB basketball. Back out to Allen. History quarter. Bang. Curry for three. Wow. Unbelievable. Making it rain in New York. We the North are now we the champions. Not the destination. It's the journey. Mamba Welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. My name is Mitchell Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA. And as always, I'm joined with my good friend, the co-host of the Ball Boys Podcast, Callum Mack. How you doing, man? Pretty good, my man. Let's talk um, some of my favorite punting strategies. Punting strategies. It's the it's the it's the meat of fantasy season at the moment, and we are we're really getting into it. So, uh, if you haven't already checked out our latest podcast on. A uh, bit more of a general overview on how to punt in general, some good strategies that we talked about in there. Um, check it out over on the YouTube channel or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your uh, podcasts. And uh, while you're here, give the video a bit of a like, thumbs it up, uh, make sure you subscribe because we're going to be going through lots of fantasy um, goodies leading up to your draft. So uh, we're talking field goal percentage punting strategy today, and we're going to have a bit of a deeper dive into how to use this strategy to come out of your draft um, on top and win your fantasy championship. Talk me through, Cal, the advantages of punting field goal percentage as a strategy uh, for head-to-head leagues. Um, so punting field goal, obviously, yeah, you have to know what are you going to get boosted in. Um, you, usually when you punt any category, there's like one or two that really glare at you. So currently when you punt field goal, naturally you got a big boost in threes. I feel like that's pretty um, pretty obvious. Um, you probably will have a, a decrease in rebounds. Um, so that's kind of like one of the negatives that you will have to be looking for to make up for. So that, that, that's probably one thing to go in. If, you, if you're thinking of punting field goal, you have to always keep that in mind. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah, like those natural categories that get they get a lift from from concentrating and ignoring uh, field goal percentage. You're going to get a lot of players that shoot a lot of threes. Threes are lower percentage shots than twos. Obviously, that's going to affect your field goal percentage. So um, the other thing I want to mention with punting either one of the percentage categories, but percentages particularly, and this is why I'm a big fan of at least having one of the percentages punted. There's an infinite amount that the percentage can be bad or good. Um, different to like blocks, steals, points, all those other counting stats. If you get three blocks, that's awesome. If you get zero blocks, that's not good. But you cannot get less than zero blocks, if that makes sense. You can go one for... what's What was that line? I think there was a, there was a game last year where someone went absolutely putrid from the field. It was like one for 16 or something like that. That is an enormous drain on your field goal percentage. So, um, And it's it's a high variance stat. So players can have off nights. They can have off weeks. Even the good players um, can, can have They got those. up against Davion Mitchell? Or? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to get so sick of that nickname this season. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, yeah, if they're going up against off night, they might have an off night. But... Um, when you, when you punt that category, you take all that out. You don't give a shit anyway. If they have an off night, they still jack up 10 threes and they hit two of them. Cool. You still get two threes. Um, so that's, that's a good thing about punting field goal percentage categories because 
Uh, and and on, the, on the flip side, if you have a week that everyone just shoots the lights out, then great. For that week, you've got good field goal percentage. Um, it's a bonus, and you might win that category as well. Um, yeah, so I think I think those are those are the reasons why I really like field goal percentage as a good punt. And and normally I would choose either one of the percentages to punt, and sometimes even both. Uh, we'll talk a bit more about that later. But let, let's get into um, some specific players who benefit the most from this build. I want to highlight one, and then I'll throw it over to you, Callum. The player who benefits the most out of all players in the NBA is Fred Van Vliet from this punt, which um, he actually gains a 33% increase to his value just from taking the field goal percentage category out alone. And if you go based on last year and you punt um, field goal percentage and turnovers, he is the 10th ranked player uh, from last year, which is um, pretty surprising to a lot of you, I'm sure. So um, who are some other uh, players off the top of your head, Cal, that benefit um, from the field goal percentage punt? Um, it, it, we're talking like kind of your first rounders, which um, always should be kind of the base of your team. Uh, Damian Lillard is a classic punt field goal yep. um, kind of foundation piece. If you get him, you know he's going to be jacking up shots. And, and there's been years kind of like where you touched on before where when they have good weeks, I, I had him. And then on, on the turn, I had Paul George, another guy who isn't amazing in terms of field goal. And there were some weeks when when those guys would carry my field goal. There was a, yep. it, you know, Damian Lillard drops 40 points and he shoots 15 from 20. I'm looking pretty good that week in field goal just from that boost. So um, I think Dame Lillard's great just because, once again, um, the volume. If you get guys big volume, um, that's that's the people who really can carry the field goal. So if, yeah, on average he shoots 45%, it's a negative. He'll have weeks where he um, is obviously well above that. He'll have hot stretches. So Dame Lillard is probably the number one guy for me. Um, if, if you go down, some Terry Rozier had a great year last year. Yeah. He can be a good candidate for a punt field goal. Um, you've got players like a Buddy Heald. Um, obviously, it's guard heavy. I, I think that's probably one yeah. thing you have to realize. The, the bigs are hard to come by. Yes, yeah. It's, it, there's a lot of guards. Like you're talking um, Kemba Walker, Donovan Mitchell, James Harden. You've got Devonte Graham. You've got Lonzo Ball, Lamelo Ball. All these guys, they're all guards. Okay, so uh, that does put a bit of a premium on some big guys that fit this build. Now. When you're punting field goal percentage, if you are trying to look after your free throw percentage, you need to be making sure that you're grabbing guys, not that have bad field goal percentage, but you need to be looking after your free throw percentage. So that puts uh, a big uh, importance on drafting those players. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit about um, positional scarcity a little bit later on, but players that uh, benefit from uh, punt field goal percentage that boost their value because they uh, are normally suffering from this in the rankings. Players like Jaron Jackson Jr., Nikola Vucevic, Carl Anthony Towns, Kristaps Porzingis, Julius Randle, and Al Horford, just to name a few. There are more, but they're the sort of notable ones there that um, normally in the rankings take a bit of a hit because of their poor field goal percentage, but you don't give a shit, so you're going to get extra value from them when you draft them. So um, more on the big guys later. Let's go talk about... Pairing field goal percentage punts with other categories. Uh, what are some of your favorites to pair a field goal percentage punt with, Cal? Um, if you do a field goal percentage, I think um, you can do blocks and rebounds, and um, you can just kind of go for a pretty guard-heavy lineup. Yep. Um, I think that's probably one one way to go around it. Um, you can do a combination of obviously those two. I've done the field goal and, and block before. It's worked. Yep. Um, I feel like a bad combo, for an example, would be the – um, the field goal with steals, because once again, your steals probably should be boosted when you have this build. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely, you know, uh, a player like Robert Covington comes to mind, who's a big steals guy, but low low field goal percentage takes a hit because of that. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, normally it's a bit hard to pair like field goal percentage punts and like a, an assist punt or a threes punt uh, because that doesn't really make sense. So you don't want to be pairing those categories that um, sort of go well together. Um, but yeah, the classic one is field goals and blocks. Um, you know, getting rid of all those uh, big guys that, that block a lot of shots, field goals and rebounds, field goals and turnovers, although turnovers, if you listen to our last podcast, is an auto t- uh, punt for me. And then um, I've seen this work, and it actually worked in our most recent league. The, the winner of our league punted field goal percentage, rebounds, blocks, and turnovers for category punt, and it's actually a, quite a common punt in our league historically. There's always one or two teams that... Um, that goes heavy and just punts all these categories, uh, drafts all these guards, all these shooting wings, and then one or two big guys, and that's it. And they are so hard to beat in those categories. You basically come up against these teams, and you just know you're not going to win threes. The free throw percentage is going to be extremely hard to beat because they've looked after it during the draft. Steals, assists are tough. Um, so that's a really strong strategy that I think, if you're in a very competitive league, um, you could definitely look at. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, and you've got the five categories and it's hard to beat them. Yep. You get you get a lot of threes there, obviously. You get a lot of steals. Um, and and look, it all kind of rounds out. You should be getting assists. Yeah. Um, the field goal, you know, it is what it is, but you should still be getting points. You just get some guys of high um and once again, the, the field goal, it can be definitely be swayed each week to week. So Yeah, hundred percent. Um Let's move on to this uh, positional scarcity um, I'm talking about here. And this is referring back to what we spoke about before about when you do this field goal percentage punt, naturally you're going to get a lot of guards boosting in value, and that's excellent. You're going to get all these guys, like I said, Fred Van Vliet, Kemba Walker, Donovan Mitchell, etc. We, we named them all later earlier. Sorry. What we still need to do is fill out our center and power forwards um, spots on our roster. Obviously, you need to fill and put out a team that you can you can field um, and play regular minutes, but. You, you want those players to still be contributing. You don't want them just to be token holders there or even worse, negatively impacting your free throw percentage, your turnovers and things like that. So there is a bit of a premium on some players um, that go for this. So for this reason, what I would recommend to everyone punting field goal percentage is to maybe even if you have to reach a little bit early, try and get those big guys that suit your build earlier rather than later. Lock those guys away, and then you can get some good value at the end of your drafts with your Devontae Grahams, with your, um, not quite as early, but uh, sorry, late, uh, Lonzo Ball or Derek White and, and players like that. But just make sure you get those big guys early because there's only a, a handful. You're limiting the amount of value you can when you turn on that punt field goal percentage with the big guys. What, what are your thoughts on the, the center and forward positions in, in a punt field goal percentage, Cal? Yeah, I think it's vital. You have to get this right. And and that's why when, when we like to lock things, I like to lock it in the third or fourth round. So if I'm going to go a full field goal punt, I should in the, in the second or the third and the fourth, I should at least kind of have two good bigs by that yeah, point, I think. I would you, agree. You want to get two solid foundation pieces and take it away from there. Yeah, especially if your league has like the Yahoo default league is two centers. I think ESPN might be the same. I can't quite remember. But uh, if your league has two centers, um, it makes this um, punt a little bit tougher because you've got to fill at least two centers and you're probably going to want to have at least one or two in reserve as well in case you know they've got different games um, and, and the schedules don't match up. You don't want to be fielding you know, um, eight players when you could be fielding 10, but you just don't have enough players that fit into those two center slots. So you want to make sure that you have enough players to, to fill those roster spots. 
Um, and for that reason, I and last year we made this decision to go to one center. Um, it's the shallowest position in the league, so uh, I would recommend doing that for, for all leagues anyway. Um, but just make sure you, you get in those those positions and also know which player is sent eligible on which sites. I know they, they vary from fan tracks to ESPN and Yahoo and, and things like that. So know which players. For example, Julius Randle is a center eligible player on Yahoo. So he is someone that you could lock away, gives you good threes, gives you good assists, free throw percentage is okay. Um, so he'd be someone that would suit very well on, on this sort of a punt. Um, and last thing, swing categories. Let's say you're in a draft and you know after the first few picks there's a few teams that are punting field goal percentage as well. You've got to make sure that you've got something that differentiates your team to their team so that when you come up against them, you're going to beat them because of this category or, or this category. What are some good swing categories and, and how do you think that you would go about that, Cal, if you know that you've got two other teams in your draft that are punting the same categories as you? Um, one one thing you could do actually is you could even do it on the waiver wire is, is probably something you could do. If, if there's some guys that are in blocks and you like some people like to do a waiver wire thing where they can kind of drop two or three players, you could just pick three players that week specifically to get blocks. And then you may find yourself winning that one category that could get you over the edge. Yep. Yeah. 100%. I think, I think that is sometimes harder to do, especially if you've got a deeper league and there's less talent on the waiver wire. It's probably more applicable on a shallower league, like eight teams, 10 teams. Um, probably still doable in 12 teams, but anything deeper than that, it would be hard to do. Um, I like to always make sure that if I'm keeping an eye on other teams, and I'm thinking, okay, there's this team over here that's punting five or four categories, sorry. Um, I've got to make sure that I'm going to be better than them in five categories. So yeah, they might get threes. They might get free throw percentage. Cool. But I'm going to make sure that my assists are higher than, than theirs. And I'm going to make sure that at least, even if it's not a super high strength of mine, I'm going to have a little bit of rebounding. Or I might have one or two players like a Jaron Jackson Jr. or someone like that can, that can get a block shot here and there. Um, that's when you know your league and you know who's doing things. If, if you're a bit unsure and you're a bit newer to fantasy, I wouldn't worry too much about it. But if you're in a competitive league, it is something that I, I, would, I would keep in mind uh, if you know that there are other teams punting the same categories as you. All right, let's move on. The last little thing that we're going to do here is a bit of a, a bit of a mock draft of some sorts or a bit of a first early round sort of preview on what, what it would look like if you were setting out or, or just happened to go into a, a field goal percentage punt. So let's look at the first round and, and look at some notable players that you'd be getting in the first or, or very early second um, that would suit this build. You've got players like Damian Lillard, James Harden, Paul George, and Bradley Beal. Have I, have I left anyone else off? that list that you think suit this build? Maybe uh, Jason Tatum might find his way into the first round as well. Yeah, look, Tatum, if it's a, a 12 to 14 kind of player draft, I think Tatum definitely would be a first round pick, um, especially in this build. But I, I think you nailed it. Look, Damian Lillard, James Harden, Paul George, Bradley Beal, th- those are your foundation pieces for a punt field goal. Yeah. So as you can see, there are there are four, four or five players in the first round that you could conceivably do a field goal percentage punt. So... For that reason, it is um, a bit of a popular strategy, in my opinion. There are a lot of players that that do lend themselves to a a punt field goal percentage build. Um, So just keep an eye on those teams that that grab those players and see what they're doing. Uh, And like I said before, try and think about um, a a way to you can you can differentiate your your team from theirs. Let's look about. You could even do a Steph Curry as well. Steph Curry can fit the build. Yeah, I mean he he is a bit higher in terms of like close to that fifty percent, but. 
you know, it, it might drop off. He is getting a bit older. It is Steph Curry, though, so maybe it won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about round two? Who are some good uh, field goal percentage punters that we can look at in round two here, Cal? Um, so for your round two, this is when uh, it, you probably should be trying to get it hidden a big man at this point in time. Um, yep. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too offended if you get with like a, maybe a Bam Adebayo or even a Julius Randle. Yep. Um, even a Joel Embiid, um, I know it's injury prone. If you can get him to snatch in the second round, his field goal doesn't scream at you as amazing because um, he does hit the threes. So a- anyone like that, that can still give you value in other categories, I would be running to get at this point. So bonus, maybe. I don't know. So bonus is, is, is a good one. He's, he's an interesting one because his free throw percentage is below 70%. So it is something that you would have to look after. It's not something that's unrecoverable from. But you would have to keep that in mind. For that reason, I would prefer someone like a Julius Randle over a Sabonis, even though I think Sabonis is going to be a higher-ranked player because he's probably more efficient from the field. You're not worried about that. So um, I think for a punt field goal percentage In a punt team, field goal, Randle is more yeah, valuable. Yeah, I would go Randle over, over Sabonis. Um, I think from this stage, if I'm looking at the very early rankings over in Yahoo and, and my projections and things like that, I think you've probably got at least one more round here if you wanted to consolidate a punt field goal percentage build. You can go another guard in round two, I think. You can look at players like a Fred Van Vliet who gains a massive, like we said, the most amount of value um, in that build. So I, I would be looking and targeting him very heavily. I would also be targeting someone like Trey Young very heavily and maybe even a Lamelo Ball. Um, so those players are obviously huge they, they get impacted a lot by poor field goal percentage, but they've got a lot of value in assists, points, free throw percentage. So you get that big buffer in free throw percentage. So then when you take your bigs in round three and four, then you can sort of stomach some of those not as ideal free throw percentage uh, big guys. So the, just looking at the landscape at the moment, I think the first two rounds, if you can get those high scoring, high assist players first, then I would be targeting your bigs in rounds three and four. Let's, let's go on to round three. Um, now, it's hard to know. It's very early on. Some sites have just opened up. I'm looking at Julius Randolph is still there. Um, Nikola Vucevic, who might be sliding with a few additions into Chicago. Anyone else that you can sort of think about in this this sort of area of the draft here, Cal? Um, you could go Chris Middleton um, Avenue. There's nothing wrong with that. He doesn't he doesn't carry too much at field goal, um, but he's good in a lot of other categories. You could uh, potentially look at your Anthony Edwards. Um, might be a bit of a reach at this point, but he's, he's a good fit. He's probably a bit later um, in your fifth or fourth rounds. Um, you could you could go Russell Westbrook um, because his field goal was being pretty bad. I'm not too sure what he's going to be like this year, but if, if Russell Westbrook does slide, he's worth maybe considering for a field goal punt. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think we, we discussed Russell Westbrook on the free agency podcast. And I think you and I have slightly different opinions. I'm, I'm down on Westbrook this year. I think I think he's more of a fourth, fifth round player to me personally. And I think he's more of a free throw percentage punt um, as well. So, um, Because I think that that free throw is really going to hurt a team like this. Although his rebounds would be very hev- handy uh, from someone from the guard position as well. Um, so... Yeah, someone someone who I'm not as keen on. What what are your thoughts on someone like Kristaps Porzingis? Is like the third round a bit early for a player like like that? Someone who again would fit this build very nicely, but obviously you've got those injury concerns uh, and, and things like that for Kristaps. I, look, I like Kristaps in the. He usually goes the third round. I think that's probably a bit early. I like him in the fourth. I think Kristaps in the fourth is a good pick just because um, he can give you the blocks and you, and you need the blocks. Um, you can at this point in time you might be able to. 
Um, maybe go for a punt, more of a rebound thing as well with the with the field goal and kind of lock in a bit more blocks later down the track. Yep, I, I think I like it. I think, like I said, I'm okay reaching slightly for a player that's perfect for my build. And I think Chris Dapsbozingas is a perfect player in a punt field goal percentage build. Um, and you've got those sneaky blocks, threes, good free throw percentage, good points, which is still important early in the, in the draft. Um, and if we head over into the fourth round, I'm going to throw another big guy out there. Again, it's probably a little bit of a reach, but again, in this build, I'm happy to do it. It's Jaron Jackson Jr. Now, I am as hurt as anyone from Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> last year. I know. If you drafted him last year, you're with me. You know how much it sucked. But he's a good player, and they've traded Valanciunas. He is set for a big year, and I think he was something like the like a top 30 or a top 40 player last year in limited minutes, although it was a small sample size. This guy can put up stats, so I'd be very happy in this build to grab Jaron Jackson Jr. in the 30s or 40s um, just to consolidate. I'll have my two centers ready to go, and then I can grab some more guards and wings and, and get some more of those assists, steals, and threes. So, uh, What are your thoughts about Triple J at this point in the draft for a punt field goal percentage build? Yeah, hey, look, he fits the build. Once again, if you want to have a little bit of a reach, um, I think the overall value in that round is is fine for Jaron Jackson Jr., um, some guys I my list at this point. Um, if scary Terry Rozier falls this late, I think he's great in this build. Um, he was a very good fan, sneaky good fantasy player last season. Um, got paid. His field goal. Are you hating on him? No, he got paid on the off season. Oh, I'm just, I'm oh, just he got that. paid. Yeah, he got, he got paid. And Devontae Graham's out of there. Um, yep. You got a rookie book night. He might not get too many minutes. No. Um, so look, I think he's going to have a great year again. And. Um, I'm, I'm totally happy to get him around this age. You could get a Dejounte Murray potentially because the Spurs are going the full youth movement. You could he he's probably on cue for a breakout season. Um, Dejounte Murray, so good rebounds from the point guard position, which is something exactly. that you do need to look after. Yep. Yep. Um, even like a uh, I don't know that you get a Brandon Ingram as well. He falls this late. He might not fall this late, but um, he, he can fit this build pretty well. Yep. Yep. No, I like it. I, I also want to shout out OG Ananobi, who is someone who I am. Pretty high on this year. I think he's going to put up some great steals. I think he's going to get more points this year. And in this build, he's going to be really good. Um, you, again, you're going to need those steals. You want those threes. Good free throw percentage. Um, the field goal percentage isn't horrible. But again, you're not looking for bad field goal percentage. You're just looking for guys that give you those stats that you need. Um, so someone who I also like around this point. Again, though, it is hard. We don't know what players are on. If you're Again, if you're punting field goal percentage and free throw percentage, that changes it completely. Then someone like a Russell Westbrook is better. Someone like a Luka Doncic is better. Uh, Lamelo Ball increases. So if you went, you know, Luka, Lamelo, Russell Westbrook in your first three rounds, you've got a perfect start to your draft because you've got all those counting stats and you don't give a shit about all your percentages. Um, and, and then you can just go from there. So depending on if you're doing one or two cats, um, this will change that outcome. So... These are just some, some rough sort of things for you to get thinking about, thinking about those positions, those big guys, um, and, and where you're going to go from there. Um, any last sort of advice on the uh, the field goal percentage punt before we wrap it up there, Cal? Um, I'll say, like, well, once again, you should try and know what bigs you want because the bigs will go pretty quickly. So yep. if you want to really get a good punt field goal build, you, ha- you have to get the right big um, for that build. So keep that in mind. 
Yep, very, very good advice. All right, that will do it for us today, guys. If you're watching again on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up button. It really does help. Helps us spread the good word. Um, Subscribe to the channel. If you're listening along on Apple Podcasts, um, make sure you give us a five-star review. Let your friends know about us. Um, Let us know in the comments if you have any questions about the fantasy basketball season coming up. Um, If you disagree with all of our picks, let us know about it. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. Laters. Laters.